Somebody says their favorite players of all time. Brett, Quiz, Perez, Saberhagen, Hosmer. Kane plus Salvi equals the most lovable combination of athletes the city has seen in my generation. Kane and Salvi was like the Royals version of Mahomes and Kelsey. Like people that love that combination of, of athletes. That's kind of because I remember I was in the press room when Lorenzo Kane came back and played for Milwaukee. And I still have the video on my phone and, and Sal Perez just completely hoses the interview and comes in and he's like recording Lorenzo Kane on Snapchat or Instagram. And that same kind of like, dang it, man, like, why are you doing this? Like Lorenzo Kane acted like he hated it. But deep down, that was that man's brother. And they loved that. Kane was not one for the spotlight. That's no. that's the one that he was never one for the spotlight. He didn't. He was never like super comfortable with microphones and phones and whatnot shoved in his face to record. But like he always came off very well, very well spoken dude, mm-hmm. and everyone liked him. I thought maybe with your bump music, you were going to have this topic just be the text line. Ask Dusty twenty one questions. No, okay. no, we we should never have user generated, listener generated content. Here. I've never really understood um, the ask me anything while I'm stalled at a certain place. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess it it helps some of those celebrities. If you're like not a celebrity and you're doing it, if you got like a thousand followers, and you're doing no, don't do that. Like. To me, it's like a celebrity that should do that. What if you have 1,922 followers? No, okay. do not do an AMA. So I still can't do it. You can't do an AMA, no. Got to get to 3,000 before you can do it? I think it? you got to get to 10,000 before 10K. you can do an AMA. So Cody could do it. Yeah, Cody could do it. I think if you're below 10,000, you're not that famous. So, no. Okay, let's see. You, you got to be you gotta be pretty damn famous to do an AMA. We know Bob and Kling have a th- 10,000. Yeah. We know Cody has it. Does Gold have 10,000? I don't think so. 7,444. Yeah, he, can, yeah he, can, he doesn't qualify yet. Okay. Does You think Nick's got 10,000? No. No way, Jose. Uh, 5,402. Yeah, yeah about what I thought. That's pretty impressive, though. It's good. It's good. It's a good uh, we know Carrington does, obviously. What yeah. About, oh, yeah. You think, you think yeah. Rob's at I think 10? He, I think Carrington's done AMAs, hasn't oh, yeah. he? Yeah. I think he, I'm pretty sure I've seen him do That used something. to be a bit on their show on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Rob has 3,200. No, nah, he can't do it. Nope. Can Chris Unicero do it? 100% no. Yeah. I would never do Even if I was super famous, I would never do an AMA. Not Never. You're over a K, though. So I just, you're, yeah, you're, I'm over a grand. And you got a check mark. I'm over a grand. I mean, I've, I've had the check mark since the Royals won the World Series. Right. It is the most useless check mark on Twitter. Boy, if you've ever heard of riding coattails, there's one for you. How yeah. do you get a check mark? Just be a really good producer during a World Series run? Yeah, literally. <laughs> I, I Like, literally, I think it was the day out. It was two days after they won the World Series I got verified. So and I was like, I don't know how this happened, but I saw at verified followed you on Twitter. Did I was not like, complain. What? I was like, I, it's funny. I went on the air later that day. I was like, I don't know how this happened, but I'm verified now. Um, it's going to be the most useless verification in the history of Twitter. Somebody said, I saw their last home game when Kane and Hosmer said farewell to KC. I was there as well. That was pretty cool. Um, that was when they brought, I think it was like Kane, Escobar, Mustakas, and Hosmer all out to like the pitcher's mound and did a video, and like every single player just starts bawling, crying. And then they had them all at the press conference table that we were all at, and they were all out there. And it, it, it looked, you could tell, man, like you could tell they all were like emotionally attached. Hell, they won a World Series. 
Uh, real quick before we get into Frank Clark and his legacy, uh, Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones comparison via Robert Griffin III. Lamar Jackson, 45 and 16. Daniel Jones, 21, 32 and 1. Lamar Jackson, 26 years old. Daniel Jones, 25. Lamar Jackson, MVPs, 1. Daniel Jones, 0. Lamar Jackson, passing touchdowns, 101. Daniel Jones, 60. Rushing touchdowns, Daniel Jones, 12. Lamar Jackson, 24. If teams don't want Lamar, why are the Giants afraid they'd want why were the Giants afraid they'd want Daniel Jones? System. <laughs> He's gotten better over the years. He, hasn't, they, he hasn't gotten any better. <laughs> Daniel Jones? No. From day one to day from what year one to year he three, he hasn't gotten better. Twenty four touchdowns as a rookie. He threw Ooh. fifteen this year. He's thrown fifteen the last two seasons. Did they go to the playoffs this year? They did go to the playoffs. Nice. Man, that he I I'll tell you this, man. Daniel Jones, that man is, has an excellent agent. Lamar Jackson needs to get his agent because Daniel Jones's agent went out there and committed highway robbery, getting him forty million dollars a year from the Giants. Ain't no damn way. If I if we were doing radio in New York, the New York, New Jersey area, I would be from the very beginning, be like, this should be his last year here. Mm-hmm. He ain't that damn good. Dude, He this year he had reminded me very much of Matt Castle in 2010. He was just along for the ride. He was being carried by Saquon, by uh, his the defense being opportune at times. He was not that great. 3,200 yards, 15 touchdowns. Yeah, I'm not paying that man $40 million a year. Mm-hmm. Man. Most yards he's ever thrown. Highest, com- well, yeah, highest completion percentage. Um, highest amount of attempts this year, highest completions, best record as a starter, and uh, only threw five interceptions. Man, 3,200 yards, 15 touchdowns gets you $40 million a year. Whew. Yep. Man. But, but don't leave out the rushing yards, you know. He had, what do you have, like 400 something? Um, I think it was like 400. He did not have 4,000 yards this year total. Let's see. He had 708 rushing 708, yards. so probably, what, just under 4,000? Mm-hmm. 708 and 32. Yeah. So that's over 4,000. Okay. Uh-huh. Man. They like They like Vanilla Vic in, uh, in Jersey. That. I hate that name. That's He's that's Saquon's good. name, man. He's I didn't come up with it. I didn't a, say it. That's a terrible name. I didn't. I didn't come up with it. Man, that guy. They're going to regret that contract two years from now. So, oh, yeah. So he, are the Saints. When he throws. Oh, yeah. They, they'll, they'll regret Saints that. Saints are screwed, too. He's going to throw 18 touchdowns a year over the next two years. <laughs> and, like, they're, as, soon as, as soon as the other teams in the NFC start catching up, oh, man, the Giants are like, oh, we shouldn't have paid them that contract. Man. But it's good to be a quarterback in, in 2023. It is really good to be a quarterback in 2023. Yeah, I mean, and just having the the system by the balls, really. I mean, yeah. he's he knows New York doesn't want to draft a quarterback. He knows, uh, oh, it does not equal. Sorry, seven hundred eight and thirty two does not equal four K. That's thirty nine hundred. His total numbers were, well, did he throw for exactly thirty two hundred? Is that what we said? Thirty two oh five. Thirty two oh five. So it's just under four thousand. Just under four thousand. Math is hard on these streets. See, they tell you to talk sports, and then the minute you talk numbers, you get frowned upon. 
Uh, Frank Clark, is he in the ring of honor for the Kansas City Chiefs? Mm. I say yes because of this audio. Just got another text. The Frank Clark trade to the Kansas City Chiefs is, in fact, happening. Obviously, major, major. Y'all came out here in the rain for me? You play a little bit of football, you understand, you know, the type of organizations, you know, the guys that came before you. And immediately when I walked in, I felt, you know, when you see walking down the halls and you see Derek Thomas on the wall, Will Shields, you know, it's um it's inspiring. Here comes pressure, and Frank Clark takes it down! Clark the shot, it's Jaws! Run away from me! Chiefs by four. Garoppolo in the pocket. He's being hit. He's being wrapped up. It'll go as a sack. Frank the Shark Clark. He's replacing zone here. His burrow pressured in the pocket. He's sacked. He's sacked. He gets sacked by Frank Clark. Everyone who claims that Chiefs Kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons. They didn't do that for Orlando Brown Jr. No, they won't. <laughs> they will not do that for OBJ. I think Frank Clark's in the ring of honor because of what this team is. I think he's enough of a core of that championship run that Frank Clark will have his name up there. And a lot of people will be like, well, Jamal Charles isn't up there. Derek Johnson, they'll be there. Yeah, they'll be up there. They'll be there. Hell, I think Kimball Anders just made it this year. Yeah, he just got voted to the Hall yeah. of Fame. Yeah, he's so, uh, yeah, 100%. So I think Kimball Anders is there. Yeah, Kimball Anders is, is there. I think Frank gets in. Uh, I think Frank will be a, a Ring of Honor guy. Um, here's the thing, man. Frank, obviously, full context of his, of his career in Kansas City, very inconsistent during the regular season. Yeah. But he was instrumental to two Super Bowl championship runs in the playoffs. Um, and because of that contribution, you can't disqualify that because of the other inconsistencies with his health and with his play in general, and he was healthy. So, I mean, look, as much as I'd like to go out here and, and you know, say, hey, like, let's slow down a little bit about him. His contribution was incredibly important to the the two Super Bowls the Chiefs have uh, during this era with Mahomes. So uh-huh. yeah, I think I think he gets in. And on, on top of that, like I mean, it's not like the Chiefs have this like huge list of amazing great pass rushers that you would be putting him there, and his resume doesn't match theirs. I mean, they've had good pass rushers in the past, but Frank has contributed more than most of those guys have in regards to helping this team win championships. So, yeah, I 100% agree with it. Um, I think Frank was a great leader on this team, and he was one of the guys that regularly was someone who was a face of that defense. Mm-hmm. And and things kind of tur- turned around with the defense when he got here. So, absolutely, you got to give him his credit. And I, hope, I think he gets in. I hope one day he bangs the drum wearing that same meat coat that he wore. <laughs> I could totally. He definitely will bang the drum at some point. Oh yeah, I could totally see the the when, meat coat. Because what sure. he'll get like a two three year deal from somebody who probably play one two years and then crazy that he's only twenty nine. Yeah, I mean yeah. It, he's he's like, still he just looks older. He seems like he would be older, but he's just like he's played a lot of seasons in the NFL. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is like every team he's been on just has gone to Super Bowls or championship games, like the run with Seattle that he had at the start of his career. Went from that 
and then transferred to Kansas City, and it's the same thing that he got when he got here because you remember the audio. I mean, like, he was on this team for 17 games, and then he already took a shot at uh, – he, he had already taken a shot at uh, – what was it? The uh, D Ford play? Last two games, each game, <laughs> 70 yards, over 200 yards each game. I know damn well we want to win the game. We let that happen. They come in here, he ran for 70 yards. They come the best rush in the league. We're sitting in this home early. I posted the comments that you said to me, and all over social media, everybody said, you better watch your back, that you're saying things that you can't catch. Everybody on social media said, they must not know who I am yet. They're going to find out sooner or later when I got that ring on my. Finger. At the end of the day, we champions. AFC, that trophy that got my own and last name on it, that the KC. That KC. Ain't no fall off. Last year, jump off sides, all that. I told him when I got here, there's no change. Look at the best. Go join. Like when he said, they must not know who I am. And then he said, last year when he jumped off sides and just called out D Ford. As soon as I heard that feet on the ottoman, cigar in my hand, I was like, that guy right there just etched his legacy in Kansas City history. He also uh, then became a butt of jokes when he would go off, line up offsides. But he, yeah. it, the, seriously, that was the moment where I think, like, if you weren't on the, the Frank Clark bandwagon, that was the game. That was the moment where you're like, okay, I'm on it. Cause like, that was like the level of charisma that came off of him there. And you know, like in sports, we love charismatic athletes. Even if it's like someone that like is an obstacle to a championship for our favorite team, we still tend to appreciate those charismatic athletes like that. Frank is one of those guys. Like you, you got to appreciate mm-hmm. it. Like when he gets hyped, he is a he is his appointment television. Whenever he is really hyped, I you know obviously before the AFC Championship game, we heard a lot about okay, we got to be careful with Frank. He's probably going to bleep him, so yeah. definitely don't run it live. Mm. Definitely going to think you're ready to edit anything that he says because there should be some cur- curse words in there. But he is always always money every time he's in front of a microphone. A one six says if it was just the one Super Bowl over the time he was here, maybe not. But I think the two Super Bowls plus the way he played in both of those postseasons, he'll get it. My buddy Robert says if he isn't in the ring of honor, that they'd put him in like the hall of honor and put a picture there or something. He's in the ring of honor. Yeah, he's going to be in the ring of honor for sure. Yeah. It might take a little bit because they still got Jamal Charles and Derek Thomas. I mean, uh, Derek Johnson to get mm-hmm. to. But, yeah, he's he's definitely going to be in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So is Chris Jones. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're gonna have a plaque. They're gonna have like a bust there, there with with Chris Jones's face on it somewhere Hell, in the facility. <laughs> Chris Jones has two more years like he had this year. He might have a statue. Yeah, he might have a statue because he's been hyper important. He's been the most important pass rusher the Chiefs have had in the entire Mahomes era. Speaking of pass rusher, there was a kid from Georgia that ran a four three nine in this year's combine. The combine that just ended. The draft that is becoming. Uh, more and more closer to the day here in Kansas City. There's a guy on the show tonight that does a podcast all about it. We get onto his brain and what the Chiefs might do in this draft. All that next year on After Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Danny KCK. Hi, Dusty. Hi, Chris. Chiefs might get a defensive end and tackle. Chris, with Durant, do you see the Suns getting the two seed? Oh, Take they, care. They, they better win the title this year. Oh, man. You I don't care beat. about the seeding. They better win the title. Man, I just want to watch 
The Suns versus the Mavericks for seven. I want to see it too. I want seven. Because I want to. I want to see sad Luka Doncic after mm. they go out there and smack their ass in whatever series they play in. Man. He missed a a centimeter layup. I know he did. And you had to know <laughs> that, was that Book wasn't going to let him go without no. Hell no. I would tell you this, and that's why I want to mm. see him in the playoffs because I want Book to let him know. Like I tell you, the they Suns hate each other. Oh yeah, the and Suns it's not fake. The Suns are diabolical trash talkers. Well, yeah, they CP3 really the are. CP three, I know. Like book is like, dude, they are diabolical trash talkers, and I want to see. And and because of that, like them and and, and Doncic is too. He talks yeah, a lot oh, of trash too. Yeah. So and he, like he complains a lot. Oh, he, he complains so much. He flops so much. I hate how he plays basketball. So he's like I, he's really good. He's really good. But I hate how he plays. Yeah. But I want to see that rivalry because I want to see the Suns put them down this year and get revenge for last year mm-hmm. and then go in the title. So this is your time. Um, I asked Binkley last night, who does a podcast with you? You can find on 610sports.com. You, Nick, Bink, draft coverage all the way up to draft night, probably post draft, probably, you know. Yeah, good group of guys to listen to that know what they're talking about. They follow it enough to where it, it makes you sick to know how many hours of, of their day of their lives that they that they do this. But Bigley still thinks receiver, and a lot of people are in love with this kid from from Tennessee. I found out how small he is. Um, again, they said you, you play you play slot in the SEC. You could probably play in the NFL. Um, no, um, but again, Chris, where do you guys kind of think, or where do you think? The Chiefs lean in this draft, especially after you see Frank Clark go, we would assume. And, of course, Orlando Brown definitely going to go be the left tackle for the Bears. So the the guy you're referring to is Jalen Hyatt Correct. from Tennessee. Um, very talented kid. A little bit disappointed because he. we were hoping that he would run a faster 40 time. Mm-hmm. Like somewhere like maybe 4-3, sub 4-3. And he was four four, so yeah. that's a bit disappointing. Is four four like average? It's not average. It's above average, but like it's not the elite speed that you were hoping you were gonna get yeah. from someone to, with that showed what he showed in college. Mm-hmm. So, because like he was the deep threat guy. Yeah, I mean he was basically uncoverable in man coverage. So, uh, I I still think he's someone that could be a good value for the Chiefs at thirty one. But I'm kind of leaning. I was leaning edge rusher anyways, even yeah. before the Frank Clark news. Because I knew that it was a possibility he goes. But even if he doesn't go, didn't go this year, he's probably gone next year. So you got to make sure you take care of your pass rush because it was one of the big reasons why you won the Super Bowl this year. It was very important for you in a lot of big games, especially against the Bengals. The pass rush, if, the, if they don't get to Joe Burrow as much as they did, they don't win that game. Like the pass rush was vital to them winning the AFC Championship. Oh, yeah. Game. So you have to be able to rush the passer, especially with all these damn great quarterbacks. You might get Aaron Rodgers in the AFC as well if it gets traded to the Jets. So I, it's just you, you got to go out there and, and get after the quarterback, and, and that's the reason why I think they, they should probably lean edge rusher in the first round just so they got some young blood there and they can develop it because you can never have too many pass rushers. We saw it with the Eagles this year. They had four guys with 11-plus sacks this year. And it still didn't help them out when they got to the Super Bowl because they didn't get any sacks in that game. So I think they go edge rusher. And I, I, I would love if they if they pick Jalen Hyatt, I'm, I'm fine with it, too. Or Zay Flowers, another wide receiver from uh, Boston College. Yeah. But I, I, I'm kind of leaning edge rusher. So the text line says Devonta Smith is small. So what? Yeah, I don't really care about the size so okay. much. 
because like, I mean, Canarius isn't like a big wide receiver either. He's like six foot, six one, maybe. I think he's six foot, maybe five eleven. And he's probably right around two hundred. Like he's not a big guy. He's like one seventy eight. Yeah, he's not super big. Like he's he's more of and and obviously we know like Tyreek was pretty big, but he's he was shorter. He's like five nine. Also ran like a four two five. Yeah, he ran four two forty time. But he was he was still pretty big for being a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. But like in today's NFL, because you're not getting nearly as much man coverage. Yeah. As you got in past years, where like you know back in the day, you know guys were getting blanketed on the outside. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, like receivers are getting moved around all over the place. The Chiefs love to put their number one wide receiver in motion, like a lot of orbit motions and whatnot. And they did it all the time with Tyreek over the years. So I imagine, like, their ideal guy would be someone who's smaller, faster, and is incredibly difficult to get your hands on because he's able to to build up momentum really quickly. And to be honest, at that point, the size doesn't really matter. They didn't. I mean, MVS is 6'4", mm-hmm. but did they ever, like, throw possession routes to him that often? Just against Cincinnati. Just against Cincinnati, and they had to do yeah. that. Like, otherwise, he was the deep threat guy. And it doesn't matter how tall your deep threat guy is if he can get past everyone down the field. Yeah. So who's the who's who would you say is the number one quarterback selected? Is it going to be Bryce? Or I think. Is, or I is think your boy from Florida made enough <laughs> enough splashed where he can get it. I think it's Bryce. I, I and I said this on the podcast a little bit. I didn't get as much into it as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. We were kind of crunched for time. Well, now you got to know. <laughs> We'll be all right. I uh, I I I was I was asked by about uh, Rob Britton before uh-huh. we went on the air. Asked me about the Anthony Richardson hype because you know, I'm a Florida fan. I got my Florida hoodie yeah, on six right four, now. Right? Yeah, he's six. Yeah, he's six four. Like two forty. Two forty four. Two forty five. Ran a four four three forty time. Just crazy athletic. That was not surprising. He was easily going to be the at most athletic quarterback in this draft class. Um, but the problem is that that's all he has is athleticism. He has talent. He is, he, he doesn't have the skill. Okay. And that to me is the thing that's concerning because basically it's going to come down to your coaching sure. and whether or not he has the motivation and the capacity to go out there and learn to play NFL quarterback. And he never showed mastery over an offense at the collegiate level. They Florida wanted to give him the starting job in 2021 uh-huh. and he couldn't beat out Emory Jones for that job. He just wasn't good enough. And then in 2022, he got it by default because Emory transferred to Arizona state uh-huh. and he never showed it. He never put it together. Like you saw flashes of it. Yeah. Yeah. That, what was the game? I forget who it was the game was against, but he had like the Mahomes throw, right? Where he ran around and then uh, I think it was that, Kentucky. I think it was Kentucky corner end zone. It looked yeah. like the, they did the side by side of the oh, Conley it was great. play. It, it was, was great. Like, yeah. Similar to that. Yeah, it was great. It was, yeah, it was, I, I and I tweeted out at that time. I was like, that's a very Mahomes like play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem, though, is like those moments were so few and far between that it's like, OK, you can see those flashes and like every quarterback shows a flash or two here and there in mm-hmm. the NFL of of the reason why they were drafted high. It's just like you have to do it all the time in order to really live up to that value. And I don't believe he can, at least right now, because he never did it at the collegiate level. Well, if you're a guy who's a, 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 like a hitter in division in in two a in two a baseball and you're hitting barely above the Mendoza line. Right. And they call you up to the majors. Can you reasonably expect that guy to be able to hit 
at a at a at a good enough clip at the major league level if he didn't even do it in double A? I don't think you can. And so I hope he goes to a team that doesn't feel like they need to immediately start him. They can develop him and teach him how to be a pro quarterback because right now I'm really concerned that he's going to get set up to fail, and I want the kid to succeed. So, But I think he just I think he left too early. He said he loves uh, Pete Carroll in Seattle. They just signed G, uh, Gino to the extension. That would be perfect for him. Seems like the situation you're asking for. That would be perfect. He can sit. Gino's on a three-year deal, mm-hmm. so he there's no rush. Even though it still kind of sucks, though, because the big value of drafting a quarterback high is that if he turns out to be great really early, you got him on a rookie deal. Like a Justin Herbert. Yeah. Like you, like right, him and Herbert, him and, uh, and, and Burrow, those guys are steals right now. Yeah. Because you don't have to pay them big-time quarterback money for two more years. All right. But the problem is, is that with Richardson, let's say he sits for a couple years, mm-hmm. and then they decide to make him the starter in, in, you know, in 2025. Well, then by then – He'll be on the third year of his contract, which means that after that season, you've got two more years. Mm-hmm. And you know how difficult it is to win a Super Bowl when your quarterback has taken up 15% or more of your salary cap. Right. Because we've only seen one team do it, and that was the Chiefs. Right. So if you, you look at that situation, if he plays well enough to get a big second contract, he's going to take up a significant chunk of your, of your salary cap, and you have less opportunities to go win championships on a rookie contract because you sat him for a couple of years. So there's a risk there, too. So the kid from Kentucky and the kid from Ohio State are the two flops of the four quarterbacks? I, I actually like, like C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. I like him a lot. Okay. I, he, I mean, I kind of think he might be the best quarterback in the draft class. Okay. There's a lot of people that are kind of eh about him. But, like, I thought he actually had the best combine as far as, like, throwing. Yeah. Certainly, like, Anthony throwing down the field, he was amazing. Yeah. But, like, as far as, like, the simple, easy throws, like, the out routes, he kind of struggled with. Okay. CJ, money every time. And when he was – like, CJ this year, like, just very technically sound. When he played against Georgia in the uh, the college football playoff Uh – I mean, he was amazing in that game. He was he was keeping Ohio State in that game when Georgia kept trying to run away with it. So I I, I actually think CJ Stroud is going to be really good in this in the, uh, in for whoever he gets drafted Raiders to maybe the Raiders. Hopefully, hopefully not the Raiders because I actually think he's going to be pretty good. Because uh, if Andy Richardson goes to the Raiders, then your ultimate. I don't want to see him go to the Raiders. That'll be the failure of the. I don't want to see him go to the Raiders because Josh McDaniels is a horrible. He's a horrible coach. He'll he will ruin Florida quarterbacks. He does. He does. He likes number fifteen quarterbacks in Florida. I I prayed. I pray to God he does not go to the Raiders. That's Tim Tebow full circle. Exactly. Exactly. He's especially because Anthony Richardson drew a lot of. He drew a lot of comparisons to Tim Tebow before he got the start there and wore his number obviously. So and then now he's compared to Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah. Who was also another former Florida, Florida quarterback. quarterback? So I, I like I said, I don't want him. I don't want him okay. to end up with. I want Levis to end up there because I don't think Levis is going to be good. This guy went to college, or he wasn't a Florida quarterback. He went to Michigan, then he went to the NFL, and now he might be going back to the NFL. Yes, you put all that together, you know exactly who the hell we're talking about. And I think something went really, really south in the last two months. At least that's what the rumors are implicating for me here on After Hours on Six Ten Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.
out of left field. Why? Because it's completely out of left field. Um, text line always likes to chime in on that. 913-586-7610. I think that they take a safety in the first round. They may even move up for a safety. Uh, No, they took a safety last year. Yeah, they took one in the second round. And they're comfortable with Brian Cook at safety, and I think Thornhill's market is small enough to where if anything were to arise out of that, I think you could also bring him back. So safety, I think, is out of the question. Plus, I don't think that they're going to trade up for safety that they drafted one last year in the second round. Uh, Danny KCK types in again, do you think the Saints overpaid for Carr? Yeah. Um, yes, they did. Okay. Yes, they did. He says he's going to miss beating him at Arrowhead. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna miss him because I, I don't think he was like that notable of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, look, I look, I, I personally believe that anytime you pay a mediocre quarterback market value, I think you're, you're, you're getting ripped off. Mm. Like, I, I would rather suck and go get a good, get a potentially great quarterback in the draft mm-hmm. than end up like the Vikings, where you're paying Kirk Cousins like forty million dollars to get you to the playoffs and get knocked out in the wild card round every year. Like, I don't know about that. Like, that's for my personal taste. I want to keep shooting for the stars. I don't want to just be in the playoffs every year. So, not that it matters what we think, and not that it really should be a concern, but do you think Tom tried one last time with Giselle and it didn't work? Like he he gave her the the final offer, like, hey, I'm done. Let's do this. I'm all about this. And it didn't happen. I could totally see that. I mean, like that was like the word on the street. Right. Was that that was the reason why he he wasn't joining the booth for Fox this upcoming season right was that he was going to try to mend things with Giselle I mean I mean reportedly like he bought a house in Miami and she bought one like near like right down the street from it so mm-hmm. and then I, she had a video out of her dancing and laughing and smiling like she has never yeah I know I know I I, I I I said this when the whole divorce stuff came mm-hmm. out like I, I hope they reconcile yeah like, you know I hope they I hope they end up I hope for happiness for everyone yeah because like I I believe mm-hmm. that he wants her back because I, I believe I would. Have you I, seen her? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't blame him. <laughs> if that I got away from me, I would probably go to the Aaron Rodgers black hole for the rest of my life. But he's also like, I mean, he's Naked. Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady, like, cold. Tom Brady look a little weird now. Like, well, you he, see them cheeks? Yeah, he looks like a Vici, the yeah, former them, them, EDM guy. Yeah, them cheeks, them cheeks look weird. They, they, Too I much has been sucked out of Tom Brady. Yes, it, he def- definitely looks a little less human now mm-hmm. than he did a few years ago. So I, I kind of worry about that. But, yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. When you've been married to her for that long, you had kids together, you put this life together, and then she leaves. Like, I can understand one in her back. So I don't I'm, – I'm not going to blame him for it. Right. Uh, hopefully there's some happiness there or whatnot, either with her or someone else. But, yeah, I think – I believe that he was attempting mm-hmm. to reconcile there, sure. make some magic I think he went again. to the front door. Hey, G, it's me. I turned down $350 million. I'm not going to do it this year. I can do whatever I want. We can wait till the kids are older. It's always going to be there on the table. And she turned him down. That would explain to me why Colin Coward said this today. So somebody I trust outside of this building at Fox told me a couple of weeks ago, they said, I don't think Brady's going to be a broadcaster anytime soon. I think he wants to play. And so Brady set records last year, a couple of different records. I think it was attempts and completions at 45 years old. So a lot of people limp to the end. Elway didn't. Roger Staubach didn't. Derek Jeter didn't. Kobe scored 61 in his last game as a Laker. Brady can still sling it. He's not as good as he was. But remember, the San Francisco offense is built. Are you smart? 
Can you distribute the ball accurately? Can we pay you a good salary but not break the bank? We want to keep these weapons. I think you got to buy into this. Remember when I asked Tom Brady, are you retired? I showed this clip last week. <laughs> kind of kind of a nebulous, fuzzy, not concrete answer. He didn't land, he didn't stick the landing. And people that day after the interview said, oh, I love the Brady interview, but he kind of gave you a fuzzy answer on the retiring thing. I went back and watched it and thought, yeah, it was kind of fuzzy. So we got multiple people that I, I Mike Silver, uh, Rich Eisen, Trey Wingo, uh, Tyler Dunn, you know, these people are sourced. Aaron Jets, sounds like it's going to happen. Brady Niners still on the table. They've also said Miami is a team to keep an eye on with Tom Brady, which is Hilarious as hell because Miami doesn't have a first round pick because of the fact they tampered with Tom Brady last year, <laughs> which is just like they sacrificed a first round pick no matter what. They're coming back. Brady, Miami. Um, you hear names like that, that Coward lists off, Eisen, Wingo. Those aren't just like random dudes on Twitter with 10,000 followers. Those are established people. And Rich Eisen came out of the combine saying the heavy rumor at the combine was that Brady may not be done that he's just sitting back waiting for the dust to settle and to keep your eyes on 49ers and Miami. So man, I'm, I'm team Brady's never done to me. This is one of those things that kind of tarnishes that legacy. That is so beautiful for Tom Brady. Like it did with Michael Jordan, where it was like, he's done now he's back. Then he's done now he's back. And it's just one of those things, man, where it's like, I think the family situation, he was like, you know what? I screwed up. I'm going to come back. I'm going to try to, you know, reestablish this thing. And I think it got to the point where it's like, oh, Tom, no, no, we're, we're done. And I don't, I hope I don't have to spell it out for you, but we're not, it's not happening. And so then he just said, you know what? F it. Who's to say I'm done for the rest of my life. There's a chance I'll come back. I, uh, I hope he, I, the thing that, and I, I thought that like, if he was going to come back next season, it was going to be with the 49ers. Like, mm-hmm. just perfect situation there. It was his favorite team growing up. Yeah. So, like, it makes sense. Montana you know, hometown team. Yeah. That stuff. yeah. So, like, it, it makes sense. And on top of that, they have a great team. So, it's not like he has to go in and, and like, try to try, try to boost that team up. That was a team that was in the M- NFC Championship game this mm-hmm. past season. So, right. like, a great coach. So, he's good. The thing I'm concerned about is I don't want to watch – him go out like Peyton Jordan. Manning, you or know, Jordan. like Jordan, but like Jordan was still like a respectable player at the, when he was with wizards. Yeah. He just only play like 25. Exactly. He was all hurt. Yeah. But like, he was still respectable. He was yeah. averaging over 20 a game. Boy, Peyton, that was ugly. That was ugly. And yeah. like, that's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see him do what Brett Favre did his last season where he was just hobbling around and then eventually just gave up on the on the Iron Man streak and and yeah. missed some games. I just I don't want to see that. I hate I like that's the reason why I like that's that even, tarnished legacy thing I said. And I don't think it like like tarnishes the legacy that much, but no, it's like yeah. at the end it's kind of like a futile fight against age. Yeah. And it just, it's kind of sad to watch. I don't want to watch him go out there and have a 2015 Peyton Manning It season. always just kind of reminds me of those UFC guys that stick around just too yeah, long. Yeah, like Randy like, Couture. And like Tito and his... Chuck. And like yeah. Chuck was just getting knocked down. Like, dude, stop fighting. Yeah, Chuck like, was, Chuck was not like good, dude. way past him and Tito. Yeah, Tito as well. Like both they those both. guys just way past their prime. Like didn't both of them get knocked out like six straight times yeah. in their career? And it was just yeah. like, okay, dude, it's over. They, man. I think like, they, didn't they? I thought they fought each other in like oh, yeah. Bellator 
or something. It was like a horrifically oh, bad fight. Oh, what good. There was just old man fight. They both ran out of gas after a couple minutes. It's like, just don't do that. And I don't want to see that for, for Tom Brady because I remember what it felt like when, when it happened with Peyton, and it was really sad. Like, he clearly didn't have the juice anymore, and they were still putting him out there. And it, it was just like, dude, like, I don't want that to be what people remember him by. And, I mean, it, it is kind of what they remember him by, but, like, we still, the Colts part of his career was so great that we, we kind of washed that away. But I, I don't want that to happen with Tom, where he keeps coming back, and it just looks sadder and sadder every year. Yeah. And uh, Tom Brady doubled down today and tweeted at 12.30 this afternoon after he saw the tweet from Dov Kleinman. It says, folks are saying, keep an eye on Miami and Brady might not be done. He quote tweets it and says, anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. That's weird. Um, <laughs> we hey, come- cats take some energy, man. I guess. I got two. They yeah. take energy. Coming up on the other side, the Big 12 tournament starts, who's playing, what the ranks are, why it's probably the best tournament of the Big 12's era in the last few years. Not only that, but the World Baseball Classic is also on tonight, as if anybody wanted to care. But we give you some betting advice or audio of betting advice on the World Baseball Classic, plus the Big 12 tournament this weekend that you can hear on 610 Sports Radio. All that next on After Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. So we'll make this quick. World Baseball Classic tonight. Starting. 913-586-7610. Is anybody really, like, champing at the bit for this? I I didn't even know it started. Really? (laughs) I forgot it was starting. I thought it was later in the month. Nah, man. Bobby Witt Jr. just got his uh, mullet perfected by his buddy for the World Baseball Classic. Him and Brady Singer both representing Team USA. In case you were wondering how to bet on this, here's some audio of what you might want to think about. These World Baseball Classic rosters are disgusting. Look at the Dominican Republic. They're plus 200 flying on private jets because look at this squad. They got Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez, Manny Machado. This is a My Ultimate team. Japan are plus 250. They got Showtime and you, Darvish. Good luck hitting against these guys. Team USA, plus 275, loaded. America's first baseman, Paul Goldschmidt. Mookie bets. Oh, yeah, and the best to ever do it, Mike Trout in left field. And make sure you do not sleep on Team Venezuela, 12 to 1. Ronald Acuna Jr., Jose Altuve, Miguel Cabrera. How can you bet against any of these rosters? Kind of want to take Team Venezuela. Salvador Perez. I enjoy the World Baseball Classic, but I'm also kind of like one of those baseball dudes. Like, I just kind of enjoy the sport of baseball. And it's just kind of interesting because it's like baseball's version of the World Cup. You find out, like, how good other countries are when you wouldn't even think about it just because baseball is like a giant melting pot. And then you look at these countries and you're like, oh, yeah, the Dominican Republic. Oh, my God, look at that lineup. And you look at Venezuela's, same thing. But the World Baseball Classic did start tonight. Brady Singer. And Bobby Wood Jr. on Team USA. I'm pretty sure Bobby Wood Jr. is starting. But like batting like 8th or ninth. And then Brady Singer, you get at least get to get an early look at him. By the way, speaking of betting, the Royals are still at a 69.5 over under for wins. I think there's a good bet there to bet the over and just make the season a little bit more fun. Because I'll get wild if they get to like 69 wins and it's like still like <laughs> another month left in the yeah. season. I'll be like, all right. It just seems like an obvious future bet. I don't see them losing more than, you know, I don't see them like winning 65 games. I think they won what? 66 last year, 67. 
Sounds about right. But I mean, that season sucked. Yeah, that was a bad year. Somebody said Hammer St. Mary's money line tonight. Are they who? Who are they playing? I don't know. This is the thing that sucks. Is like all these college conferences are playing these games, (laughs) and I'm like, dude. Like I'm not watching the whack at eleven at eleven p.m. Yeah, which that sounds weird to say out loud too. Anybody who's betting on St. Mary's though probably knows something because yeah. when you start betting on the small colleges like that, usually there's some money. Hammer right? St. Mary's I, money. I tell you though, what was money for me? Mm-hmm. John Jones first round finish. Yeah, got that. that got insane. that on Saturday plus seven hundred. Really, you did hit that? Yes, yes. I it was. I mean, it, I was just like, hey, was, you know, this this seems like because I I thought. There's a good chance he's going to take him down. If he if he takes him to the ground, he's he's going to finish him pretty quickly. Cyril Gain was not a a mm. grant. He's not a wrestler or anything. So yeah, when he took him down the second time, I was like, oh, it's over. It's money. And he, I was surprised he, he put him out with a guillotine though. Oh, that was a little bit a little bit surprising. It was a guillotine. Yes, it was okay. a guillotine. It was. It was pretty, I thought it was like a rear naked choke. No, that was it, the women's fight. Right? Yes, That's yes. She, that yeah. was weird because you could see the white stripe on her neck. She wasn't under. She didn't get was. under the chin. She was basically pressing down on Shevchenko's chin. It hurt like hell, and she was fighting against it. But like she wasn't getting out of that, so they had to call it. She had to tap. So St. Mary's money line is plus one twenty five. They play. Gonzaga, who is a two and a half point favorite. I'd say anybody. I, I've seen a lot of people out there who've put out uh, who put out like bets on on college basketball, and it's almost always the small schools. Mm-hmm. And they're they're right a lot. Seriously, they are money on that a lot because they they know something. And these books usually aren't paying that much attention to these smaller schools. Nine one three. I ask you this before we get to the out of left field question at eight o'clock. Why am I hammering St. Mary's? They're playing Gonzaga. Please tell me, and I will listen to your response. We come back, we'll ask the out-of-left-field question. Plus, I want to play you a clip from Jeopardy, which is absolutely sad. All of that next on 610 Sports Traders. Chris Winnicero, Dusty Likens. This is After Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.